Jumpstart your healthy resolutions with reduced pricing on all my favorite supplements from Thorne. Right now, my entire curated selection of Thorne supplements is 20% off, including Thorne's cutting-edge brain support formula, Cinequel. I've added Cinequel to my personal daily regimen to fight off cognitive decline. Cinequel is rich in the best researched ingredients that help support brain function. Its active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, kinds, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of specific nutrients for shorter-term support after impact-related head injury. Just go to DeerHoffman.com Thorn for 20% off Cinequel, as well as my entire curated selection of Thorn products. That's DeerHoffman.com Thorn. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a weekend. That means the best of high-tech medicine, the best of natural therapies, putting that all together for you. Each weekend is my job. 877-726-8255, our number. That number avails you an opportunity to come directly into the doctor's office and pose a question uh, or share a comment. 877-726-8255. And we got lots of time to field your questions. Plus, we have some uh, recorded questions because 877-726-8255 is also a number that you can call during the week anytime you like and record a question. So uh, this morning, uh, an unexpected boon for me because uh, there's been some really wet weather and a big uh, tropical wave hit the northeast, drenching a lot of water. Actually, somebody actually uh, took pictures of uh, my lawn out on Long Island. And it is inundated with a high tide, but fortunately, none of the water got into the house. But in the wake of the tropical weather, there has been a surge in temperatures here in Manhattan. I was able to go out and run in my shorts. Imagine that. Middle of January, while people are freezing in the Midwest with uh, sub-zero temperatures, uh, actually sub-zero Fahrenheit, not just centigrade, uh, with blizzards and snowstorms uh, here in New York, uh, it's quite balmy in anticipation of the cold wave that's going to hit later in the week. Well, that's winter for you. So uh, a nice run it was a great reprieve from the tedious running that I do uh, inside on the treadmill this time of year. 877-726-8255, our number. And a uh, big story in the news, medical story in the news. Uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin treated for prostate cancer severe infection. That is according to the Pentagon. But... Uh, too little too late in terms of disclosure because uh, it was said that he went in for a minor procedure around New Year's. And when you think minor procedure, I thought, oh, he's having a minor procedure, but it was all shrouded in mystery. I thought, well, maybe he's getting some uh, Mohs surgery for skin cancer. That's a minor outpatient procedure 
uh, or maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe he's having, uh, uh, some sort of bunion surgery, you know, on his foot. That's considered, uh, often outpatient surgery. Uh, but no, it's kind of big deal surgery. Uh, prostatectomy or surgery for removal of the prostate for prostate cancer can be a big deal. And so was it appropriate for the defense secretary and people surrounding him in the Pentagon and perhaps the White House uh, liaisons, if they'd been aware of it, but maybe they weren't even aware of it, which is a real breach of protocol. Because to say, yeah, I'm going to be in the hospital for a day, no biggie, or not even let them know because it's the holiday and maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a stigma attached to uh, surgery on a certain part of your body that is a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe there's some shame associated with that or stigma. Uh, that shouldn't be the case. Uh, but immediately I thought, yeah, that minor surgery, that's probably prostate surgery. I don't know. I just had a feeling it was prostate surgery. And uh, then... Uh, everything was fine and rosy until a few days later, Lloyd Austin had to go back into the hospital and, in fact, was in the intensive care unit. And I thought at the time, okay, well, they didn't disclose what was going on, but he is in the ICU. The ICU is a big deal. But I thought, oh, he's a high-profile patient, and maybe they just put him in the ICU as a precaution, you know, because he's a kind of a high-value target. He's very important. Uh, they might have a very, very low threshold for putting him in the intensive care unit for monitoring, even for a relatively minor complication of the surgery. But no, he was in the intensive care unit. He was pretty sick because apparently he was suffering from sepsis, which is a body-wide infection that has to be treated with intravenous antibiotics. And oh, by the way, at the same time, he had an intestinal obstruction. Things stopped working in his GI tract. And this can quickly go to something called septic shock, which is really a way to go down that slippery slide towards death. And so, yes, indeed, it turns out that he had quite a bout in the intensive care unit. And so what's going on here? Well, uh, they tend to minimize the effects of prostate cancer surgery, prostatectomy. But as they looked it up, complication rates range, depending on the study that you're looking at, from as low as 3% to as high as 17%. It can be a big deal. And I actually have uh, a, a friend and colleague who tragically lost his life uh, at uh, in his early 60s, after going for, quote, routine prostate surgery, a minor surgery done in Israel at one of the top hospitals in Israel where high-tech medicine is king. Uh, unfortunately, one of the things they do in order to uh, isolate the prostate and prevent uh, damage to the bladder is they actually pump you full of water. Uh, it's uh, saline, 
It's supposed to be uh, the same salinity as blood so that you don't get into a high or low sodium state because that could be dangerous for the body. But they actually pump you up uh, via a catheter uh, with a certain amount of water. And what happened tragically with him is they gave him too much and it resulted in irreversible brain damage. And he was in a coma for many, many months before he succumbed. And because of the religious laws in Israel, they don't pull the plug. They have zero tolerance for pulling the plug on people. So he languished in a coma for many, many months. I think perhaps even years before with essentially in a brain dead state before he passed away. This from simple minor quotation marks prostate surgery. And I'm not here to scare folks about prostate surgery. I'm just saying that it is not a minor undertaking. And there's this new way of doing it. It's robotic laparoscopic surgery with fancy gadgets that enable doctors to, it's almost like doing a, some sort of fancy, uh, computer game where you use 3D goggles to look at what you're doing. It involves very, very expensive equipment. The robot, the robot arms actually perform the surgery. The surgery is not done, you know, by AI or something. There has to be a human operator and it requires a high degree of skill to do it. But it's a procedure that hospitals have been sold on and it involves expensive gadgetry. And then in a toe to toe comparison, the old fashioned way of doing it, which is via an incision just above the pubic bone. That's the old way, super pubic prostatectomy, the way it was done for many, many decades before. In a toe to toe comparison, it really didn't improve outcomes. It's just a fancy new gadget that enables surgeons to do the surgery without the old fashioned scalpel and sutures reaching into the pelvic area and slicing and dicing the prostate. So the, the moral of the story is not that no one should ever undertake prostatectomy, but that it is potentially a big deal. And that it also points out that when we screen for prostate cancer in men, we shouldn't go immediately to the most radical solution. There are cases where prostate cancer is so aggressive and so advanced that you have to take the prostate out. But short of that, there's active surveillance, active surveillance along with lifestyle change, certain supplements can be very, very helpful at forestalling the need or even avoiding the necessity of invasive treatments. There's also other alternatives, radiation treatments, uh, various cryoablation, freezing, and other ways of treating prostate problems that potentially are less invasive. But side effects do include infection because look, everything, the, 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 this is a delicate area of the body where a lot of structures are close together. The nerves that are associated with erection and sexual performance are right there. 
The tube that allows individuals to urinate is right there. The bladder is there. And during the surgery, apparently some bacteria may have tracked its way up the urethra and up into the kidneys. And that's when sepsis can occur. It's not a rare complication of prostate surgery. After prostate surgery, you generally have to use a catheter for a while. And the catheter can also cause a higher rate of infection. If you have underlying diabetes, you're more prone to that. So this is not entirely unforeseeable and something that the White House and the Defense Department and the Pentagon should have been aware of when Austin checked in. A real breach of protocol and not the way that it should have gone down. An unfortunate cluster something happened, but not completely unforeseeable. 877-726-8255 or number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, which regulates many of our most critical bodily functions. The CBD brand I take and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, a sleep gummy. The new reserve collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. Rich and bold, the reserve collection products are for when intense support is needed. Reserve sleep gummies build on their unique reserve collection formula with effective sleep-focused ingredients to better prepare you for bed each night. Wake up feeling refreshed, energized, and ready to take on the day with Reserve Sleep Gummies. All of Plus CBD's products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection Sleep Gummies. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. Our number is 877-726-8255, and that means you can call in anytime during the show. And if you can't call in during the show, maybe you're shopping or maybe you're cleaning up or, you know, maybe just don't have access to a phone. Well, you can call 877-726-8255 anytime during the week and record a question as to this individual. Let's hear it. 
I'd like to ask a question about hyperparathyroidism, which is what I have been diagnosed. Endocrinologic surgeon has recommended surgery, and he plans to remove possibly three of my parathyroid glands. I'd like to find out, is there anything else that can be done about this, or do I need to go ahead and submit to the surgery? I've done a lot of research, and I don't see a lot of supplementation or any type of medication that could treat it. So I'd like for you to weigh in on this. I will probably go ahead and proceed with this surgery because I feel terrible right now. Yeah. Okay. So hyperparathyroidism uh, is a condition where there's high blood calcium. And uh, the mnemonic that they taught us in medical school, mnemonics are helpful for memorizing stuff, is bones, stones, moans, and groans. Okay, so bones, you get osteoporotic because all the calcium leaches out of your bones, goes into your blood, leaving high blood calcium, but low calcium in your bones. Stones, you get uh, stone deposition in your kidneys. Uh, moans, you can get uh, abdominal pain associated with us. And groans, well, psychic groans, because people feel psychologically bent out of shape when they have high blood calcium. And the condition is caused by a tumor, not a cancerous tumor that's going to spread and potentially kill you, but uh, uh, a benign tumor where there's overproduction of parathyroid hormone or PTH by one of the four tiny parathyroid glands that sit on top of your thyroid. That's why they're called parathyroids. And so the common treatment for that is to remove not all of them because you need some of them to um, continue to regulate your calcium, uh, but to remove the ones that are the so-called hot ones that are overproducing uh, PTH and thus causing it to have high calcium. And what's interesting about this condition is that often it's in association with low vitamin D. So a rookie mistake that some doctors make is they say, oh, this is due to the, the hyper, this is the body's way of coping with a low vitamin D. Uh, let's give this person vitamin D. But actually, uh, it's the body is adjusting to the high calcium by lowering the vitamin D. You know, so it's it's actually not the cause. It's an effect of uh, high uh, PTH. And so uh, the strategy of using high-dose vitamin D to treat this is not valuable because you've got these uh, little tumors independently producing parathyroid hormone. Uh, the only way to do it, to treat it, to get rid of it, uh, is to undertake uh, this delicate surgery. Surgeons specialize in this. This is almost, you know, the only thing they do because it's a very delicate type of surgery. Uh, but uh, it's the way to alleviate your problem. And then uh, once you've had that done, you can check your vitamin D levels and see if they come back to normal. Because often you get a misleading reading uh, with a vitamin D level that appears low when your calcium is high. But uh, that's not the cause of the problem. That's an effect of the problem. So got to, you know, prudent of you to undertake the surgery because there's no workaround. You got to get treated ultimately. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. We'll be right back. 
Jumpstart your healthy resolutions with reduced pricing on all my favorite supplements from Thorne. Right now, my entire curated selection of Thorne supplements is 20% off, including Thorne's cutting-edge brain support formula, Cinequel. I've added Cinequel to my personal daily regimen to fight off cognitive decline. Cinequel is rich in the best researched ingredients that help support brain function. Its active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of specific nutrients for shorter-term support after impact-related head injury. Just go to DearHoffman.com Thorn for 20% off Cinequel, as well as my entire curated selection of Thorn products. That's DearHoffman.com Thorn. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And there have been a lot of questions for me lately about the impact of soy on breast cancer. And soy is a controversial subject because there's some knocks on soy. A lot of soy is GMO. Soy is a goitrogen. Some people are allergic to soy. Some people have digestive problems with soy because soy contains trypsin inhibitors, which inhibit uh, the breakdown of especially protein in the digestive tract. And so soy is a controversial subject, but soy also contains isoflavones and other substances that may have a blocking effect, especially on hormonal cancers. And that's why they've been investigated thoroughly in relationship to breast cancer and prostate cancer. And here comes one of the most thorough studies about it. But I have to say, this is a question that has plagued us for a long time. I remember sitting on a panel back in the early 90s. I was invited as the only nutritionist. It was a panel on breast cancer. And there were a lot of eminent uh, breast cancer surgeons and oncologists. And then they wanted to get a nutritional perspective. And uh, even then, we were aware about the potential for isoflavones to be protective. And we looked particularly at are called epidemiological studies, studies in countries like Japan where there's an enormous consumption of soy. And the fact that there's far less in the way of breast cancer, far less in the way of prostate cancer, there are also a lot of other lifestyle factors and maybe genetic factors that make Japanese women less prone to uh, breast cancer. And But convincing evidence is from studies that show what happens when Japanese migrate to the United States, especially in Hawaii, where there's a large Japanese population. And they begin to have the same rates of breast cancer as non-Japanese women because of their diets. So there really is something to it. And now comes a big study. Uh, it's a international study where investigators in Australia, Denmark, England, Norway, and the U.S. reviewed 22 studies that examined the impact of dietary intake of not just soy, but also lignans, which are compounds found in a variety of plants, including seeds and nuts. Uh, flaxseed, very high source of lignans. 
And so sprinkle some flaxseed on your salad or use some high lignin flaxseed oil in your shake. Uh, also, they looked at cruciferous and cabbage family vegetables and green tea and evaluated their impact on breast cancer recurrence and death, as well as death from all other causes. Because what's the point if you're you know, preventing breast cancer uh, if you die anyway, or if for some untoward reason, your risk of death increases? So a bunch of studies on soy isoflavones, some on cruciferous vegetables, two on green tea, three on lignans, and... So they concluded that soy isoflavones were associated with a 26% reduced risk of breast cancer recurrence. And the results were most notable among postmenopausal survivors, which is good news because that's the majority of women with breast cancer. The greatest risk reduction was seen as 60 milligrams per day. Okay, that's not very helpful, but... To translate, that's the equivalent to two to three servings per day. One serving equates to a cup of soy milk, three ounces of tofu, or a half cup of cooked soybeans. So that's a, a fairly robust amount of soy. Um, there, there was a, a reduced risk of dying, but it was smaller, just 12%, and not statistically significant. Okay, so they also look at enterolactones. It's a compound metabolized from lignans. High levels are found in flax seeds, cashew nuts, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts. Oh, my goodness, I must be floating in enterolactones because I eat all those things. They found that the risk of breast cancer-specific death was uh, reduced by 28%, and the risk of dying from any other cause was reduced by 31%. I'll take that. Um so that proved helpful. Then they looked at green tea, consumption of green tea. They found a reduction in the risk of breast cancer recurrence by 44% in women with stage one or stage two breast cancer. So this is in the aftermath of a breast cancer diagnosis. You had 44% reduction. That's pretty, pretty significant. The greatest effect was seen from consuming three to five cups per day and from five or more cups per day. Now, I can't drink that much green tea, so I take green tea capsules. And that's one way of getting concentrated EGCG, which may be the secret sauce for breast cancer prevention. And I prescribe it to women who, many women come to me after a breast cancer diagnosis, and they are told, you know, basically, we're going to keep monitoring you and, you know, go on with your life. But we try to do prevention. It's called secondary prevention. After an initial disease, we want to make sure it doesn't recur. Primary prevention is preventing it in the first place, but once you've had it, secondary prevention can be important. And there is definitely a protocol that can be used to reduce the risk of recurrence from breast cancer, prostate cancer. Very workable. Among those who consumed lignans prior to breast cancer diagnosis, there was a 34% risk reduction in dying of cancer and a 19% risk of reduction from dying of anything. The, the They did not get statistically significant results on cruciferous vegetables because perhaps the average intake was relatively low in these studies, less than a half cup per day. So they could not really draw any conclusions about cruciferous vegetables, which are highly touted for their anti-cancer effects. And I really think there's something there, but this study did not find it. So uh, there, now, 
one of the things that the study did not do, and this is important, is it depends on the type of breast cancer you have. And if you have hormone-responsive breast cancer, uh, estrogen-positive, progesterone-positive, or if you have what's called triple-negative, which means there's, there's no uh, receptor, hormone receptor activity detected on biopsy, uh, they did not distinguish between those types of cancer. They also didn't answer an important question, which is if you've gone your entire life as an American not eating any soy, then all of a sudden you get breast cancer and you get religion and you start eating lots and lots of edamame and tofu and tempeh and drink soy milk and take isoflavone pills, whether or not that is an effective way of reducing your risk of recurrence. It may be that a lifetime of consuming moderate amounts of soy exerts the protective effect and that um, getting religion later after a diagnosis may not impact outcomes from breast cancer or may even be deleterious in some cases because there is a hormonal effect from isoflavones. That question remains to be answered. 877-726-8255 are a number. You know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, which regulates many of our most critical bodily functions, such as learning and memory, emotional processing, sleep, temperature and pain control, and inflammatory and immune responses. The CBD brand that I take and where I source cannabidiol and recommend to my patients is plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, a sleep gummy. Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, which is rich and bold. Reserve Collection products are for when intense support is needed. Reserve Sleep Gummies build on their unique Reserve Collection formula with effective sleep-focused ingredients to better prepare you for bed each night. Wake up feeling refreshed, energized, and ready to take on the day with Reserve Sleep Gummies. All of Plus CBD's products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection sleep gummies. And I take them and I, I think they're really great. And I, I got to tell you, it's winter and it's darker and it's colder and oh, I am sleeping up a storm and <laughs> really relishing my sleep uh, and not waking up hungover, waking up refreshed uh, and uh, energized. You know, after I work out a few kinks in the morning with some morning stretches, uh, I'm ready to get up and go. So uh, you've got sleep problems. Uh, this may be your answer. 877-726-8255, our number. All right, when people get uh, COVID, and COVID is uh, more of a minor problem these days, uh, I generally... Stay away from recommending Paxlovid to my patients, but you know, occasionally I get uh, an email. Patient came down with COVID. They're not going to come to the office, but they want advice. What should I take? And one of the things I tell them to take, in addition to more vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc, uh, is quercetin. Quercetin uh, has been shown to have a beneficial effect in early COVID. And there's a new study. It's a small study, um, but. Um, Participants received 500 milligrams of quercetin three times daily for one week and two times daily for week two. Uh, 
as an add-on to standardized care. Uh, let's see, 108 participants. That's a pretty big study. Pretty big study for a study on natural products. And the outcome that was assessed was the time needed to achieve a negative PCR test and improvements in acute symptoms. And what they found was that um, clinical resolution of acute symptoms occurred more frequently in the treatment group, 52% versus 24%. So double the, double the recovery rate. Um, and so the, the good news is that whether or not they took quercetin, this strain of COVID is milder uh, because both groups seem to fare equally well at the two-week mark, uh, most patients being free of symptoms. So a uh, suggestion is consider uh, quercetin. You know, can take it frequently, relatively non-toxic, well-tolerated. Also consider melatonin. Melatonin at, at uh, moderate doses, 5, 10 milligrams. It's a little more than you would take for sleep. Also seems to be helpful for uh, reducing the inflammasome uh, pathway that leads to symptoms and bad outcomes in COVID. So the yeah, simple protocol, you know, it's, you don't have to take a million different things, but quercetin should be one of them. 877-726-8255 or a number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom-targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. If you're a big sports fan like me, sometimes the best part about watching a football game are the pre- and post-game shows. Well, it's the same for probiotics. The most important part of probiotics are the prebiotics and postbiotics that come along. Not all probiotics have this superior combination. That's why I only buy Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. You see, prebiotics feed the probiotic colonies in your intestines, and postbiotics are the organic nutrients produced by Dr. O'Hara's three-year fermentation process that become the foundation for long-term colonization of the good bacteria in your body. This is so important. No other probiotic formula has this. As I get older, I want to protect protect my health the best I can and use only the best supplements that are available. So score a touchdown for your health. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers and online. Don't accept a substitute. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Our number 877-726-8255. Our number and let's go to one of those recorded calls. I would like to know the difference between taking NT Factor, True Niagen, and now I see another product called 
Cinequel. All of these products basically say they do the same thing, which is increase energy, protect cells from oxidation. I already take True Niagen. Do I really need all these products in addition to my list of basic supplements? Okay, that's a great question because there's a, a lot of information now that suggests that uh, aging itself is a mitochondrial disease, that many conditions are the result of faulty energy production of the mitochondria in the heart, the brain, and the muscles. And so, so much of our performance and well-being is associated with uh, efficient energy production. And there are some uh, supplements that... Uh, have a claim to fame in terms of supporting mitochondrial function. And all of these, I think, are in that category. So uh, let's first look at True Niagen. True Niagen is it's a product that I take, and it is nicotinamide riboside, which is something that uh, fuels the NAD pathway in mitochondria, which is the way that uh, the body synthesizes um, energy. And... Uh, then there's uh, Cinequel, which is one of our good sponsors, uh, a product by Thorne, uh, which contains the self-same nicotinamide riboside, but a little bit less. And it comes as a powder, and it's nice tasting. Uh, it also contains a bunch of things, some riboflavin, some magnesium, some branched-chain amino acids, some reduced glutathione, some curcumin, some DHA, some transverse veritrol, coenzyme Q10. All of these may have an impact on mitochondrial function, but most importantly, it contains uh, some uh, ketones, beta-hydroxybutyrate, which actually is important for fueling brain function. So it's actually targeting the mitochondrial function in the brain, per se. And it's uh, designed as a treatment for concussions, but it's also uh, preventive uh, against neurodegenerative disease and potentially a treatment for neurodegenerative disease. And I take it as well, you know, even though there's some redundancy. So, And then finally, there's NT factor, and that's a unique ingredient, uh, which is um, a, a glyco lipid, uh, which works on the cell membranes. And the idea there is that the cell has membranes, the mitochondria has membranes, and when those membranes deteriorate because of poor diet or aging, uh, the function of cells and the function of mitochondria deteriorates. And so uh, I hedge my bets by taking some NT factor as well. So th these are uh, complementary things. And this may be a good uh, segue for me to Announce that you can jumpstart your healthy resolutions with reduced pricing and all my favorite supplements from Thorn, makers of Cinequel. Right now, my entire curated selection of Thorn supplements is 20% off, including Thorn's cutting-edge brain support formula, Cinequel. I've added Cinequel to my personal daily regimen to fend off cognitive decline. Cinequel is rich in the best researched ingredients that support brain function. Its active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance, which I take, or you can get Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of specific nutrients for shorter-term support, say, after an impact-related head injury. Just go to dearhoffman.com slash thorn for 20% off Cinequel, as well as my entire curated selection of Thorn products. That's drhoffman.com slash thorn, spelled T-H-O-R-N-E. Okay, so yeah, uh, <laughs> all of the above. 
Question, do omegas help with depression in patients with high inflammation? We know that um, brain inflammation can affect brain energy production, and omega-3 supplements are inherently anti-inflammatory. So in this study, it was just out, Journal of Clinical Psychiatry, to compare omega-3 fatty acid administration versus placebo on inflammatory markers and symptoms of depression in depressed patients with a body mass index above 25. So overweight patients, more inflammation. That's one of the downsides of excess body fat, promotes inflammation. Uh, so what they found was that in depressed patients with a BMI above 25, now 25 is it's optimal. So most people, I would say 60% of Americans have a BMI, body mass index, above 25. So it's a majority of people. And most people, unfortunately, especially in middle age and above, are a little bit inflamed. And the inflammation doesn't just attack your joints. It attacks your brain. And an inflamed brain is often a depressed brain. They found that four grams of EPA per day lowered inflammation and significantly lowered symptoms of depression. Uh, they recruited 61 non-medicated patients and they gave them four grams of EPA per day. Now keep in mind, this is a relatively high dose. I think some of the studies suggest, oh, you take one pill a day. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a gram, that's a thousand milligrams. Here they gave four grams, 4,000 milligrams, and they got good re results in terms of depression. So patients with depression, especially patients who are inflamed, especially with excess body weight, definitely consider high-dose EPA as a way of alleviating uh, cognitive symptoms and depression. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. <music>